Hey, welcome back. Today we're talking again to Yasha Ekdafai about the highest paid YouTuber as of 2023. He's worth an estimated $500 million and his name is Mr. Beast. Yasha, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me again. Our first <laughs> recurring guest. Yeah. Um, so today we're talking about Mr. Beast. Yes. Somebody I had no idea who he was until we met. That's wild. Uh, <laughs> okay, so explain to me who he is again. He's uh, a YouTuber. Yes, he is a YouTuber. But like, there's millions of YouTubers. What's his deal? Uh, he's just a really big YouTuber. I think he has one of the right... And right now, he has one of the largest channels on YouTube. Okay. Like, the largest? I don't think it's the largest. I may be wrong. I think there's this Indian YouTube channel that still has more followers. But he has more followers than PewDiePie. So. Okay, that's more like my generation. Yeah, so PewDiePie okay. is a big thing. He's bigger than PewDiePie. Don't like point. that you agreed that we're a different generation. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, I think we're both on the border. I've, like, looked into this. No, it's fine. Don't backtrack. Okay, okay, so you. <laughs> so he also has multiple channels, right? Yeah, so he has his main channel. That's the one he started out with that he was he had when he was a kid. Mm -hmm. And now he's gone so big that he has a philanthropy channel, he has a reacts channel, and then he has a bunch of channels that basically are the same as his channel, but like different languages. Okay. So in YouTube, like I think offers like automatic translation for most of its videos. But, you know, those translations aren't the best. Yeah. So Mr. Beast hires, uh, like, professional dub voice actors in different countries to dub over his videos and publishes oh, those on different channels. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. He and how are you basically an expert? You, like, watch a lot of his videos or what? Yeah. I, I, I watch every video. Oh, damn. I, um, I watch a lot of interviews that he does uh, because I'm interested in him as a, as a person and his, and also interested in his business, like okay. how he's building it. And um, so I know like a good bit amount. I, I, I know like, I guess what most people probably know about him. Okay. I, for the record, listened to uh, an episode of The Daily. Mm -hmm. um, and they were talking about how he's like the Willy Wonka of YouTube or something. But before that, I want to talk about his businesses because we tried out some of his yeah, what would we, we what would you call it products i guess um his we tried side hustles his side hustles we tried three feastables yes. <laughs> we tried the the peanut butter chocolate one and the crunch bar like one the one with like little toasted rice in it and then like a normal milk chocolate one yeah okay what is your what was your rating of them they're, what is your review, I should say? I would say they're really good. I would say, okay. yeah, I think they're really good. I mean, they're better than what I thought they were going to be going into it. I will agree with that because I thought they were going to be trash. I yeah. thought they were going to be like, just like, I don't know, celebrity books where it's like, it's not even written by them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, the I will say the peanut butter chocolate one I had high hopes for because I thought it was going to be like Reese's. It was a sad comparison of Reese's. Like, even the, what are those, like, um expensive bougie Reese's that are at like Whole Foods you know what I'm talking about it's like a name it's like Peeps or something I don't know anyway it doesn't matter but those are even better than the like I don't know if it's like too healthy or like what the vibe is but it was not my jam if I remember you said the amount of peanut butter is too small like it was yeah. mostly chocolate and there's well, a tiny sliver of peanut butter there's a tiny sliver of peanut butter and the peanut butter is like organic shit it's like it doesn't. I need the peanut butter that's shock, stock full of like sugar. I need it to be twice as sweet as normal peanut butter to counteract the bitterness of the chocolate. You know what I mean? And his chocolate is like I don't know, like thirty percent cacao or something. I don't know if that's actually accurate, but it tastes kind of like it has a lot of dark chocolate in it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I would say the peanut butter one was also underwhelming for me. I I guess uh. I guess the best was for me was the one with the rice crackers in it. The like crunch. Yeah, type the one. crunch one. I think that was pretty good. I guess if I were in a store mm -hmm. and I was craving a specific type of chocolate, so let's yeah. say peanut butter or the rice cracker one, 
I would not go to a Crucible. I would go to like a different brand that I know did that, like a Reese's Cup or, or a Crunch Bar or a Crunch Bar yeah. or a, a, a Hershey's thing. Yeah. But if I were in a room and they're just Crucibles, I wouldn't be upset. I think sure. I'd have a good time. Same. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. I also I do like the size of them. Yeah, yeah. I, they're like they're pretty small. They're like maybe the size of a Reese's. They're like little nuggets of like four Andes bars. Yeah. Which is basically the right cervix size. Yeah, they were small. I think my general criticism of it though is that I and I guess this is just a general criticism of most like celebrity or influencer back product is that like why did Mr. Beast make the chocolate? Yeah. Like does Mr. Beast care about chocolate? No. Like, right. He doesn't give a shit. And if he did, if he says he does, he's lying. Like, the only reason he did it is because it's like an open market. Because he could, yeah. <laughs> and he had the brand that kids are going to buy this thing. Yeah. And he just made it. Like, like Yeah, a, I think a lot of his audience is kids, though. Yeah. So, like, so I do think, you know, maybe there's a bit of marketing prowess there where, okay, if most of your ki- like audience is kids, what do you sell them? Candy, right? I understand that, but don't be so like, you know, business is always going to be like that. Make money, right? But I enjoy it when they feed me some bullshit, like believable ethos behind the business. Like (laughs) we're doing this to do blank. And it's like, that's a good cause. I'll buy this. Put sprinkles on my bullshit. Yeah, put sprinkles (laughs) on my bullshit. At least give me something to be hopeful for humanity about, right? (laughs) You know, but in Mr. Beast does chocolate, like there's no nothing there. Like Hershey's can come to me and say, like, we are an American company. I don't know. Are they an American company? Yes. Yeah, we are an American company. We have a lot of employees. We've been here for a while. We've perfected the art of making chocolate. This is what we have been, and this is what we will do years from now. Sure. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll buy a Hershey's bar. Support the country and this, like, business, you know? Yeah. Mr. Beast is just like you're an influencer. Like, you just, you make, like, a stupid YouTube videos, and you're, and you're just and you just want more money than you already have. Like, what do you care? You know, like. I mean, it's the same. I think like, further from that is his burgers. <laughs> yeah. I think the chocolate is kind of a smart marketing tool because okay, you like kids watch your videos. The but like making burgers in America, one saturated market. Okay, everyone has their favorite burger, and it's not yours. Two. It's a pretty expensive burger. I don't remember how much one of those. What what, what did we? What, how much was that burger? I don't know. I, I think one of them was like over twenty bucks. I think all of it together was kind of expensive. It and was then, more expensive than like In and Out or something, which the burger was much better at. In and Out. Yeah, that's or my Shake point. Shack. That's my point. Is like you compare to these places that we go to like pretty regularly, and like the fries, the burgers are better other places but they're more expensive because it's mr beast it was like 10 bucks a burger okay but they definitely have like 20 dollar burgers they have one i think that's like uh or more expensive burgers i think there are burgers more expensive than 10 i would say i was recently in california and i ate a lot of in and out mm. you can get their largest double double i think for six or eight bucks Okay, so still more expensive, it's but not more as dramatic ex- as I was being. Well, I mean, it is more expensive. I mean, it is more expensive, and it's wet, way worse. Yeah, I think it's worse. Like your chicken sandwich, remember that? Yeah. That was so bad. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't like the worst chicken sandwich I've ever had. Yeah. I want to say that it was very average. That, I think, is my complaint. It's like a very average burger, very... I think I did like the fries. I think you thought the fries were okay. Yeah. I guess it, it's the same thing as the chocolate, right? Like, if you want a chicken sandwich, why are you going to Mr. Beast Burger? Literally, why would you go to Mr. Like, Beast Like, go to Burger? Chick-fil-A. Like, Literally go anywhere else. Popeyes. Golden Chick. G- McDonald's. Shake Shack. Yeah, like... Now we're just naming places, but, but like, they all have anywhere else. better chicken sandwiches. Or if you want, like... Uh, Popeyes. Oh, my I God. I said Popeyes, yeah. Okay, worth saying twice, though. Yeah, it's so good. And, like, the same thing with, like, a burger. I want a burger. Let's get Mr. Beast Burger. You're stupid. Like, <laughs> You're 12 is the th- thing. There's little. cheaper options that will get here faster. Yeah. You know? Well, I think the whole thing is just 
he like I guess when I don't know I don't have kids but I imagine when people have kids like you know you ask them where they want to eat and if they say I want Mr. Beast burger okay just order Mr. Beast burger and then he makes the sale Okay, what's this guy's purpose in life? You know. You tell me. You're the expert. Well, what is? What else does he do? Well, no, I get, before I answer this question, I just want to rant on him again. Like <laughs> Toys R Us. Okay, they make money off of children, like giving them toys, right? <laughs> But at least you know they can say the ethos like our toys right. change a kid's life. Like a kid will get a toy about like a spaceship. And like dream of becoming an astronaut, you know. Okay, that's a lot of sprinkles on that bullshit. But, but yeah, I, it, this. But I, I can see, I guess, where you're coming from. But also, I think like he can say right because of his like philanthropy channel. I think he can say like, oh, you know, every all the money that I'm making from these, I'm doing good in the world in my philanthropy channel. Okay. Yes, he does have. A, he does do philanthropy. The sprinkles are falling. No, listen. <laughs> I've no. <laughs> seen I've seen videos of interviews of Mr. Beast. Okay? okay, I'm gonna tell you what Jimmy, this dude. <laughs> What's his actual name? I think it's Jimmy something. I want to say Jimmy Butler, but it's not Jimmy Butler. That's an actor, isn't it? <laughs> oh, sorry, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot emphasize enough, emphasize enough that the people on the show are not actually experts. Jimmy Donaldson. <laughs> Jimmy Donaldson. Donaldson. He's also like 25, right? Uh, yes. Isn't he younger than me? I think he is. Let me see. Mr. Mr. Beast, age twenty-five. Yeah, he's he's my age. Yeah, he's twenty-five. Okay. No, the thing is, I watch interviews, and Mr. Beast, above all, yeah, is a businessman. Sure. He idolizes like Elon Musk, Steve Jobs. Like those are his idols, and those are people that he wants to become one day. Well, okay. And be like, be like regarded regarded as like he is of their circles. I have an opinion on this because I think those might be his influences now, but I think when he started his YouTube channel, he was what like twelve, fourteen. He was yeah. young, and I think twelve. And he was like, you know, making YouTube channels, and he wasn't getting any views.、Um, he literally, I think, he bought like the most, like a thousand fans or something, and like tried to blow a car, like a like a distance. <laughs> Um, like blow with the fans, um, and like that was maybe one of his first viral videos. But like he got the idea, like by studying other YouTubers, and I think like those were his, like those were his heroes. Where like primarily initially YouTubers were his heroes, and he wanted to be a YouTuber above all else. I think because he was so studious and like so successful in the way that he like kind of. Found an algorithm that sells and like that people want to watch, and really kind of perfected his video making skills, I guess, and like the content he makes and the way that he says like things and his like outlandish hoster voice and like all of this stuff. I think he's probably going to do or is trying to do the same in his like business ventures now. Like watching Elon Musk and all of these billionaires and how they kind of handle wealth and that makes sense. Business. Also, I think it's hypocritical on me to criticize him. Well, to say to say these things in a critical tone, because if I were in his shoes, like I would probably be doing something very similar. You know, like he spent so much time to build the brand on YouTube, and he's done such a great job with it. Like. I guess what he's thinking is what's next. Like he's conquered YouTube. Like YouTube is his. Like, YouTube is his. Like yeah. And that Indian channel. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. You well, I mean, the YouTube that he cares about is his, right? <laughs> like I don't think he cares about that market yet. But then I think that market being the Indian music being made by that Indian channel, yes. not Indian people. Just yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. The Indian. Just、music. to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, the music, but like. Yeah, so now he's just thinking how how can he diversify? Yeah, and I guess my criticism with philanthropy doesn't really make sense because I'm just saying like, why is he doing this philanthropy? Like, it's to build a public image. Okay, so this is also where we kind of start getting into why he's famous. So I think like one of the big things about Mr. Beast is he's not he's a pretty positive, I think, net positive influence on YouTube. I think. 
he like his videos are not inherently negative they're not like prank videos or at least the ones that i've seen are not like prank videos where he's like you know hitting someone over the head with something or like you know what i mean like ruining someone's clothes whatever he's not like approaching strangers in the street and like doing something he's not being disruptive or whatever like his videos a lot of the time are just like him and some people doing a very organized thing whether that's like reenacting the squid game the squid game thing or like i don't know going out on a boat in the ocean for a week or you know whatever it is i think they're inherently pretty positive and like they're made to be like kind of quick comic relief kind of things or like you know with his and that's like his main channel and like with his philanthropy channel i think there he's like also trying to be positive now the tone at which he does that rubs me the wrong way because i do think a lot of his philanthropy videos he's like you know making wells in africa or he's like giving blind people the chance to see or deaf people cochlear implants or whatever and like i think people have opinions on all of these things but like the people who are getting these things are happy with the results like they it's not like they're being forced to get cochlear implants they wanted them so i think you know the people who are receive on the receiving end of his philanthropy channel i think they're grateful my thing is i do think it's a bit odd to do all of this have your face in it the whole time and like i don't know there's like an expectancy on his end that makes me uncomfortable like right after he gives somebody a cochlear implant and while they're hearing for the first time he is to their left like it's just strange and i'm like why are you there <laughs> like yeah. this is not about you you're literally just there to get hugged afterwards right like you're gonna say like oh i gave you this and then you get hugged and give them 10 grand and they hug you again like it's just it's so confusing to me but i mean it is a good thing that he's doing yeah i love how you've become like the mr beast like good cop and i'm just like a little bad cop it's so far. unexpected because yeah, i think you're the one who's usually telling me like he's a good person yeah, I mean, I yeah, I guess a lot of my criticisms are not Mr. B specific. I feel like they're just capitalism in general. Well, I think <laughs> yeah, you're... unexpected from you, Mr. Capitalist. But, well, I love um, capitalism. You but love capitalism. I can love something and still point out its flaws. <laughs> well, that's another episode of the pod. Today is Mr. Beast. <laughs> Basically a capitalist. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I think his philanthropy channel for me is maybe the most controversial just because he is doing a lot of good work but it is just strange to highlight your own good deeds well <laughs> i would say i would say actually um i would push back a bit so um in his main channel mm -hmm. there are two philanthropy videos so far there's the eye one where he gave people the vision and the ear one he let them hear mm -hmm. and then those what you are describing is exactly what happens yeah and it is odd I would say that he's just trying to build an association with his brand. But in his actual philanthropy channel, he doesn't appear in any of them. Oh. Um, the only person that appears in this philanthropy channel is there's this man. I don't forget. I forgot his name, but he's been with Mr. Beast for a while now. Okay. And Mr. Beast has, has him as like the, um, the head of the philanthropy arm yeah. for his uh, Mr. Beast company. Sure. And he's the only one who appears on the... The, the videos usually and he's always there just being and his voice is like oh my god these people are so he's like australian or yeah he has an accent uh, <laughs> i don't know i don't know where his accent is from for the people australian or whoever is offended by that um but he sounds like he's like oh my god these kids they're, they're struggling and they got no water but today we're going to give them some water and show them what it's like and then they'll show them like building and be like it was so hard but we built them water and they were so happy about the well that they threw a celebration and invited me. And I just, and then he starts, usually starts crying at some point. And he's like, Oh, I'm so like thankful to be here to help these people. Um, and it's usually him. Mr. Beast doesn't appear in any of those videos except he does some voiceovers at the beginning and the end. Okay, but to be fair, that does sound like a Mr. Beast prophecy. Yeah. Might, might as well be him. That's fair because you would say that if he had the time, yeah. he'd probably also be there doing yeah. that. It also sounds like his delivery is very Mr. Beast esque. It's like, very. It sounds exactly like him. Just it's very Australian like version. sometimes it feels like those commercials where it's like they're like a kid is starving in Africa, pay a penny. Yeah. And, they go, and they'll just like, in look at all these. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 
it's, it, it, the videos hit a little bit like that. Not as much, okay? Like, not as much as like that. Well, Sarah McLaughlin isn't even there, so. <laughs> but it, it is it is approaching that. It's like, the, they, they, they highlight the suffering. Yeah. Because that's how they get the view. I do. I also, I will say, like, I, they were talking about an interview from somebody who'd, like, received, I don't remember what it was, maybe money or meat or... Maybe it was a cochlear implant or vision or something, whatever it was. They were on the receiving end of one of these videos. And it was like a, a kid, like, I don't know, 12, 16, somewhere in there. <laughs> and the kid was like, yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, he did it just for views or he did it just for whatever, but at least he did it. What, like, what did you do? Like, you didn't do it. You know what I mean? Like, and I was like, that's fair. Like, you know what I mean? That's, I think that's what changed my, changed my tune. Is I think at first I was like, that's so cheap just to like, like you're using these people for views. Like you're essentially like profiting from their suffering. But I don't know. I think like in the end, they're also profiting. Like regardless, he is doing a good thing. He's not just saying, oh, look at all these blind people. He's saying, oh, look at these blind people who I gave glasses. And like, fair enough. Like they leave better off than you found them. And he gives, he usually, nowadays, at least the videos I've seen, which to be fair is like three or four, but he usually gives people like 10 grand as well. Yeah. You always, like, you always, even if in a challenge you lose, you always get a couple grand out of it. I don't want to be like super negative. I think his channel I'm fine with regardless. Like obviously he's getting very rich off this. Maybe not his philanthropy channel in general, because I know you said that he loses a lot of money making a lot of these videos, like especially on his main channel where they're like Squid Games kind of level. I think also he doesn't monetize his philanthropy channel. Okay. So he, I don't think he's making any money off of it. Well, that seems kind of silly to me. But um, <laughs> because I don't know, make more money so you can do more things. I don't know. Yeah, but I think... Like also, why would you not do that? I think Mr. Beast has also gotten pretty tired and wary of like, the, the criticism the criticism and yeah. so he does things preemptively now expecting criticisms like, like what i'm doing right to now. refuse criticism yeah, yeah or yeah, not yeah. refuse to avoid criticism exactly so that's fair um but yeah i think that's the only critique i ever had was just like it seemed of his channel i like him as a person i think he's weird um but like of his channel i think it's net positive and like on in the YouTube space, it's not a channel that I worry about. You know what I mean? I'm not like, oh, if a kid watches this, you know, they're going to be like, ha like walk away with some kind of negative, I don't know, impact. Yeah. I think like, if anything, him showing that doing nice things is cool is like a nice message to send at like a bare minimum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's like nice for kids to be able to, to, to like have a, I don't want to say a positive role model because I don't know that he's a role model, no, but like, I you think... know what I mean? Like a positive connotation to doing good for people instead of just pranking people and smacking your teacher. No, I like, let me, let me look this up before I say this, but I like a hundred percent agree with you. And I never thought of Mr. Beast in that way. And I think that's such a great like perspective that you have brought. Like I would say that all his videos are like all his, all his videos are like very positive and that's like very good. There is a YouTuber who is, like, very, like, not not a good role model. I mean, there's several. Yeah, but I want to show you this video. Like, I don't want to say that. I'm not showing you the video, but I'm just saying to your point. Sorry, this is, like, really long-winded. <laughs> but um, there's a video on Twitter where these kids approach this YouTuber, and then they start saying, like, horrible things about women and, like... The YouTuber or the kids? The kids. Oh. They're like chanting it to this guy in public because this guy says this in YouTube thing and then the guy's trying to like everyone's looking at him and he's telling these kids like hey don't say that like that's not okay to say and they're like and they're all of them are like but you say it all the time yeah and then, they say it, and, then and they and then he like looks at the camera like oh my gosh and then the comment is like when the YouTuber realizes that he actually like, like his he words, actually has influence yeah his words have consequences yeah, yeah. That's what, yeah, I really have a big problem with, like, adults acting like they're speaking to adults. But, like, I think the primary age of, like, YouTubers that are keeping up and, like, routinely watching every video that people are making are kids. Like, Beta Squad, like, Sidemen, Mr. Beast, uh, whoever the hell you're talking about. Like, all these people, like, kids are on YouTube. They're on social media. And they are, like, 
on it all the time. Like, my niece is already on TikTok, and she's, like, not even – well, she just got to high school. Like, I I think it's, like, it's crazy in all of the trends that you see. It's always kids, like, doing things in these trends. Like, whether it's dances or, like, you know, they had this, like, crazy smack your teacher trend that I was referencing before and, like – or, like, stand on your desk trend and, like, I don't know, like, all of these crazy things that are, like, really dangerous or, like, even if not dangerous, it's just teaching, setting a really bad example, teaching the wrong kind of values. Like, it's, like, kids will do anything nowadays to get a laugh and get views, and I just think it's really, like, messed up. Like, it's just really strange. So, like, whether I watch Mr. Beast videos or not, like, I probably am, like, I'm, I know I'm not going to be an avid watcher. I just, the way he speaks gets on my nerves. But, um, like, I don't mind like kids watching his videos or me or sure or you <laughs> i guess watch I, you I watch. watch every video i did not know you watch every video that's crazy i actually used to i fell off of it and then i i like the last couple months i've been watching every video because they're actually pretty good like sure they're really cool. Like his... I mean, I think they have a high production quality. I can't get over his voice. Also, he like partners with a lot of other YouTubers that uh-huh. I watch too. Like there's yeah. It's I really mean he cool. part he's been on uh Beta Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a bunch of English <laughs> a bunch of English YouTubers. Uh and some and of I them watched appeared some of... in his video. Yeah, like no, because him and KSI are like friends, right? I mean once Or like... KSI Logan Paul. What? KSI and Logan Paul have Prime together, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking of. But uh, no, Mr. Beast is really good friends with, I don't know if it's just KSI, but he's really good friends with Beta Squad. They meet up in like kind of a couple videos. Well, I feel like, you know, once you're a big YouTuber, you're friends with other big YouTubers also. Yeah, but I also don't think everyone's friends with everybody. You know what I mean? That's true. But Mr. I feel like in I get the impression that in YouTube, like when you're big, um, you like you're an important member not important you're a you're large a- influence and member of the youtube community youtuber community i do think those like one percent at the top like him and pewdiepie are in each other's videos yeah right? that's true although pewdiepie has stepped off because yeah i heard that. He had, had, a a, had a baby but his videos have been more vlogging recently yeah which is probably more of my style but um i've never watched pewdiepie actually but um anyway <laughs> pewdiepie what just happened <laughs> what was that mm-hmm. Beautiful. That's his thing. Do it again. I don't understand what you're doing. He's a PewDiePie. Yasha, what does that mean? What are you doing? That's what he does. He's like, hello, I'm PewDiePie. I'm PewDiePie. How's it going? That's how he starts the video? Used to. I don't know. I'm not sure if he does that anymore. I that was seen. so confusing to me. You know, you did that three times. Because I thought I was referencing. <laughs> you didn't say any words. You just did that oh over and over. Oh, my God. Have you even seen the YouTube? I haven't. That's why I didn't get it. That was crazy. Anyway. You should compare our, like, recommended. It's, like, so different. No, they're very different. I actually thought about doing an episode on, like, my... Recommended uh, versus mine, and we try to like break down each well, other's. Well, no, not your recommended versus mine, just mine. Oh. Okay, well, <laughs> like my favorite podcast books and YouTube channels, but yeah, I mean, you can watch my favorite the- content and TV shows. Oh my gosh, to the audience, I'm watching the Mindy Project right now. I know Mindy Kaling is like a source of controversy right now. Oh, but yeah, yeah, Mindy, but the Mindy Project, pretty good. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Okay, so back to Mr. Beast. Uh, yes, 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 yes. So he partners with lots of people. Um, Important member of the YouTuber community. I think he's definitely in that like 1% 20-year-old something male YouTube community. Yeah. I mean, Because I think that's a specific bubble that he's in. That's true. Like I, all of them are around the same age. They're like 20 or early 30-something-year-old men who are making a lot of money on YouTube videos. Yeah. Matt, yeah, I would say, I don't know if you could hear, that was a firefighter, firefighters. <laughs> anyway, fair. Yeah, no, that's fair. The statement, I think, is 100% fair. But I really like this view of positivity of Mr. Beast, and I I think uh, I personally was thinking a little negatively about him going into this, so um, I think that's, I think that's going well, to okay. be fair. Well, okay, so now, though, we can talk about the weird shit, because I think having hiring someone and training them to be exactly like you and essentially your quote-unquote clone i think that's weird i think that's negative i think that's bad 
Wait. think it's weird, 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 weird. I don't have a better word for it. It freaks me out. What do you mean? I think I think okay. L- let me let me try to. I that I was hoping you would bring this up. So I just want to qualify to everyone. Like, this is something I've watched on YouTube. Is this thing like actually what is going on? I don't know. I haven't done any research on it. So if someone's like that was just a joke, uh, so be it. Like, okay, I'll I'll take full responsibility for that. But yeah, I as you said, like, but I also can't imagine hired... someone doing this. No, I think this is where the negativity comes in. Mr. Beast falls like I don't know how to describe this because I haven't taken like I'm not great like with these kinds of words and stuff, but like. Like it's like toxic masculinity in a way, or like the sigma male like sort of mindset where it's like, okay, like I gotta grind super hard, work twenty four seven, make the stack. Like the the kind of thing that Elon Musk like sometimes where he's like, yeah, like I sleep on the factory floor, I literally eat, live, and like do my work. My work is my life. Like Mr. Beast, like he lives inside the studio where they make the videos. He lives. He has like a bed. He has a shower. He has a weight rack, and then a computer in a small room, and that's where he sleeps, day in day out, right? He sleeps at his compound where he works. What? He hired someone to, like, copy his life to so I, so that he could be in multiple places at once. Wait, sorry. He lives in his studio. studio. Yeah. But his studio is fucking massive. His studio is like massive. Right? Yeah, but he has a tiny room in the corner. That's weird. Yeah. Is it actually tiny? It is. Like, I feel like... Your apartment here that we're doing this video in right now is much larger. That's it's the weird. size of this living room, I would say. That's weird to me. It is. It's this Sigma male mindset. It's this mindset of, like, Elon Musk is like, yeah, I don't even own a home. I sold all my homes. I sleep on the factory floor. My homes are, like, these, like, like shitty, like, not shitty, but these, like, constructible, like, like fragile homes, like, you know, like it's this, it's this, it's this. Like I wake up at five a.m. and like hit mm. the gym. It's like the Mark Wahlberg, like the I work out mentality. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, this, yeah. It's this new emerging like sigma male toxic masculinity Silicon Valley esque mindset that Mr. Beast definitely exudes, and he will admit that he exudes it because that's the key to success. And I think that's perhaps where like my eye rolling comes from because it's like, yeah, you do this, but I look how many companies are how many multi billion dollar companies are there in this world like like hundreds and like are there really probably like okay maybe let's say even a hundred I can give you like I guess there's probably hundreds because I mean you have different industries yeah and in different countries too right like yeah 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 so hundreds I can tell you off. Like the name of maybe one, maybe two. I've never thought of that before. Sorry, I'm hung up on that. Anyway, one, maybe two. Yeah, I mean, the world economy is what, like $36 trillion? I'm not sure. I can't conceptualize. I don't think humans have the ability to comprehend what a billion dollars is. Yeah. Like what a billion is. I mean, yeah. I mean, not to get sidetracked, but that's why a lot of people think like, like if we could comprehend it better, we wouldn't be okay with them being millions. Yeah, because I, I truly cannot comprehend that number. Anyway, continue. Um, but so, wait, what was I saying? Yeah, so of all these CEOs out there, there's a lot of CEOs. Yeah, yeah. How many of them do I know their names? Elon Musk. I know I know some of the couple of tech CEOs. But how many of them exude the Sigma mindset? You know, like one, Elon Musk, or I'm not saying Beast, Mr. Beast's company is a billion dollars, but he's also like a CEO and he's very vocal. He's also like this Sigma mindset. There are so many successful people in this world who don't do this BS. Well, okay. I think maybe there's a few things here. One, we don't know most CEOs in the world. There's, I That's feel like a point. lot of them aren't out there yelling about how amazing they are. Uh, I feel like it's pretty unique to tech. And then even then, unique to, you know, a couple young males who made it early. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like, I don't know. I feel like to be a CEO at some, like you have to be able to grind, right? Like I'm sure they're out there grinding, but I think like this level of stupidity to say in order to grind, 
I have to sleep in a, what is this, like a 12 by 12 room on the floor of a factory, I think that's dumb. I think that's like, I think that's like a unique little Venn diagram of grinding successful billionaire and dumb enough to not get just a moderately sized house. Like you can just live in a normal house. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be mansion or factory floor. Why are those the options? Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's fair. That's fair. I, like, would... I feel like a lot of other CEOs are just kind of smarter. Why are we doing this? <laughs> yeah, I would say, I would say like, I guess that's fair. Like think... Michael Dell lives in a nice house in Texas. He's still like, you know, very successful. Yeah. Definitely. I don't know. I don't think he's a billionaire, but still. You know what I mean? Well, I'm. I'll admit. I'll. Well, I'm sure Michael Dell's a billionaire, but like, um, I don't know. Do you know how much a billion dollar? This is what I'm saying. I think he's well, just like a multimillionaire. Well, I would say like I'm sure Michael Dell owns a lot of Dell stock, and what I don't know what happened to Dell. Is it Dell even a company still? What do you say? Yes, Dell is a company. Dell is still a computer company. Yes. They not... Okay. To be fair. Okay, Michael Dell is worth seventy-one billion. Yeah, I mean, if he owns, yeah. <laughs> There's no way the guy who made Dell is not a billionaire. The Are you amount, kidding me? So funny to me. The amount of like I was so off there. That's not even funny. Yeah, like whatever you get. Wait, wait, is Dell still a company? Yes, it's still a company. Can you look up its stock price? I know it is. My friend's parents work there. It's okay. sixty-eight bucks. Yeah, so a share. Michael Dell, who founded Today. Dell, probably owns so much Dell stock, and that's why he's like seventy-one billion. You know, like. It's it's once you own once you're the CEO of a large company, it's really not hard to be a billionaire because you just have to own enough of the stock, you know. Sure. Like Bill Gates, they said that if Bill Gates hadn't sold his Microsoft stock, he would be a trillionaire right now. I just I can't even imagine. What does that mean? But the thing is, like, Bill Gates isn't a trillionaire. It's just isn't his... that the world? How do you you own the world? If you're a trillionaire, can't you like? bail out the u.s economy no you can't our our debt just went to 36 trillion like, okay that ago. doesn't even seem real what is that what's the point of that bill gates well, is worth 111.2 two billion dollars i think he's fine no i'm yeah but i'm saying like he could be worth a trillion he could have been worth a trillion but i'm, I'm trying to say like okay this is a different conversation but i i'm gonna make this point anyways <laughs> like a lot of these billionaires aren't really billionaires like None of them could. Okay, they might not have billions liquid, they, but they are billionaires. They're billionaires. Their billion isn't even liquid. Like, if Bill Gates went tomorrow and sold a hundred billion worth of Microsoft stock, by the time he finished selling his stock, the stock would be worthless. I think it's semantics. I think a bank will give you as much money as you want if you're valued at 111 billion dollars. That's Whether true. Whether that's liquid that's or true. not, it's liquid. That's like, true. That's true. It's, you not, it's not liquid, but yeah. What that's are you true. even going? It might as well be because what are you even going to do with 111 billion dollars? That's the point. You what don't even have 111 billion. But what if you did? If you had that in your pocket, what could you buy? I mean, but like that. You like don't... a country. Like what would be? You don't need that. You know what I mean? Like. But like they. Like I understand what you're saying, but. A moot point in my point of view. But I'm just saying this. Okay, I'm just saying this. Okay, I agree with what you're saying. Like, with $100 billion, it's worth nothing. Let's say, okay, you start a company tomorrow, right? Mm -hmm. And let's say this podcast. Okay, let's say this podcast. Like, uh, let's say, as it inevitably will do, because this is an awesome podcast that everyone should listen to. Stop. It blows up one day, right? And you get, like, a million listeners, which is a lot, right? Sure. Then you build a brand. You build a company. You call the VicCo. You founded VicCo, okay? And knowing you, you wouldn't name the company after yourself. <laughs> okay? Don't look at me like, oh my gosh, like that's crazy. No, no, you would do that. And Whatever. that's okay. Let's and that's okay. That's okay. Okay? That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Move on. The point is, you start VicCo as founder and as the person who put a lot of work into it, you rightfully get around 40% of, of 51% of stock, the majority share, right? Okay. One day, Vic goes public, okay? Uh-huh. And it becomes priced at $50 a share, okay? Yeah. You become a billionaire. You become worth $70 billion. Now, you didn't, like, try to become a billionaire. You're just owning a company, doing your thing, and it just so happens that the market has given you $50 billion, right? Yes, but... So what happens like then? Like Elon Musk, I can liquidate those shares and have billions of dollars. 
If I want to buy Twitter, I can buy Twitter. That's the point. If okay. you need billions of dollars, you have it. Unless the stock market pummels, right? You have billions of dollars, period. Whether okay. that's in your bank account right now or not. Okay, to, to counter what you just Please said. Please do not go on a rant about Twitter. No, I'm not going on a rant about Twitter. I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm, res I'm countering what you just said. Uh, first thing about the Twitter thing is not about Twitter. Oh like, God. I'm not going to go about Twitter, but I'm saying that Elon Musk, when he bought Twitter... This is the most unhinged episode so far. I don't know well, know. you can cut this out if you don't, if you think this is not relevant. Um, but Elon, Elon Musk, when he bought Twitter... Um, this, I mean, this is also relevant to Mr. Beast, right? We're talking about this. This Sigma mindset. But anyway, Elon Musk, when he bought Twitter, he did sh sell some shares to, mm -hmm. to do that. That is, like, common knowledge. Yeah. But... A lot of the money to buy Twitter also came. He raised money from like people that he knew to. Well, yeah, because he's to not gonna in. like lose his majority share in his company. That's buy Twitter. That that's true, but also he can't like if you Vicco right. Let's say you have Vicco. Yeah, because you then can't I would sell make my any... stock plummet. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The moment Vic of Vicco starts selling stock, sure, 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 you'll be worth nothing. Bad time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. You know, if Bill Gates tomorrow sold all his stock in Microsoft, Microsoft would be worth zero by the end of the day. Yeah. He wouldn't get $111 billion. He'd probably get $1 billion, maybe. No, he'd probably get a couple uh, billion. I don't think it's that dramatic. Yeah. yeah he'd probably get a couple billion. But uh, the point is, like, fine. Microsoft stock would, like, uh, I mean, that's how the, all this crypto, that's how these, like, FTX, crypto, that's how it went down. Like, so, someone starts selling, and then everyone starts selling. Like, anyways. Yeah. Okay. But as far as, like, Mr. Beast goes, this Sigma mentality, <laughs> I agree, is very Musk-esque. Yeah, I think, I think, I think like maybe 20 years. I've never heard it called Sigma mentality. I don't even think that that's like a fair word. I don't think I 100% understand what the word like Sigma male means. Okay, good caveat. Uh, but I, I think it's like the Sigma. I think what we're experiencing right now in yeah. this portion of history mm -hmm. is a social movement. Like this Musk-esque philosophy this musk mindset that's silicon valley-esque but like a bit more that you have to grind and people are really like buying into this like andrew tate sort of thing nope we're not mentioning him on my podcast okay well, moving on i have a question <laughs> no. no 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 i have a question so do you think because elon musk has this like i was just listening to a podcast episode about this earlier he has this demon mode right which i think he got from you know he apparently according to the so the podcast episode was yeah was interviewing the biographer of elon musk um and he was talking about you know elon musk was abused as a child by his dad and like his dad had this kind of demon mode and now it's like in elon and it's almost like a second personality like you can see the, the cloud coming you can see the switch in his eyes whatever do you think and like they've said like this is i don't know if it's demon demon mode specifically but like this kind of thing where he will is not afraid to like disturb his company like he will like have like self-driving cars it used to be coded and now he wants it to be ai machine learning based and this was all done in like you know a sentence like he went into demon mode had this whole thing blew up and now it's going in that direction and he's like you know completely changing the way he's doing things do you think Mr. Beast has this kind of thing? I don't understand how his operation kind of runs. Because right now what it seems like is he has these like five or six like friends that he carries from high school or something. The boys, yeah. I'm sorry? He calls them the boys. They're called the boys? Yeah, the boys. All right. Um... <laughs> it's so interesting to see your reaction to these things because it's also internalized because I'm like really into this, so... Yeah, they're, they're the boys. It's just so generic. Again, Sigma mentality, like, oh yeah, the boys, you know, us and the boys. Like, anyways. It's so faceless, the boys. That's the point, they are faceless. No, I mean, not. probably. They're making, what, millions off of them, probably. I don't know how the wealth is distributed in the company. But I just wonder how he runs his company, I guess. Like, do you think he runs it, like, pretty kindly? Because then I wonder, like... No. I think from people who have worked for him, he's pretty, like... Like him as a person, I wonder what he's like as a as a manager, as a CEO. 
I think he's pretty ruthless. I think he's like cutthroat. I don't you think. Yeah, he's I've also heard, 25. I've heard I've heard people describe him like the editors on his thing. They say they're all well compensated for their efforts, but right. he expects a lot out of them. Like if they're not performing, he'll fire them. He'll like fire people on the spot. But I think like he is pretty ruthless. I wouldn't say people describe him. Even the boys, when they talk about him, there's always like a hesitancy. Like they won't ever say anything bad about him because they'll know they'll just like end like fire them. Like yeah. He's not like a benevolent ruler. He's like a let's get shit done in this way ruler. Like I he's... do think though that that is kind of uh, I don't know correlated with success of CEOs. Yeah, I think like I think I think Musk like popular CEOs. I should say. Yeah, I would say I feel like any CEO has to be decisive, right? Like. Yeah, but I don't know if they have to be a jerk about it. Like that's the thing is I think this like. But like, is it? Can you be decisive without being a jerk? Like. Not everyone's gonna always like, agree with your decisiveness. Sure. Like I'm sure when Elon. I don't know. I've 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 had I've seen like good managers be decisive and like you know at the end of the day they are the ones making the decision, right? But I've like you can also be a manager and not be a dick. Yeah, that's true. I would say it reminds me of like. The... But I also I guess you need respect and stuff. I don't know. I guess at that level. Do what you have to do, I suppose, to keep your legacy. Because, I mean, he did build it. So, I guess, like, to keep it going, like, you do you, I suppose. But it's, like, I I think you're right, though, because it's, like, a CEO is expected to make decisions, right? Like, that's your job as yeah. a CEO. So, there's a way to make a decision without, like, being a dick about it. That's what I think, but yeah. also I'm not a CEO. So, I don't know. I'm sure, like, as a CEO, you probably get a lot of kickback and a lot of, like, pushback. From people and i think being a dick probably minimizes that but like the because thing, they're afraid of you and getting fired but this the thing is the ceo doesn't isn't like like musk is painted as an all-powerful oligarch or a monarch of his companies but the ceo still has the answer to the board so yeah but the ceo is mr beast company public no yeah so mr beast doesn't is the, need a board i mean that's why also musk is like most of his company like he took Twitter private, so he he, he would he could just do whatever he wants for now. I want to stop talking about him. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like he is a different beast. Yeah, yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. I hate that so much. Um, but I think Mr. Beast, like, you know, he doesn't need a board. He has his men. The boys, the boys. He has, um, and, and, and the, like these are not just boys. Listen, like, a lot of them are married and have kids. And their reference says the, the boys. boys. Mm. Think your kid grows like up job? like dad. Bring your daddy to work today. Yeah, who are you? I'm one of Mr. Beast's boys. I'm one of the boys. <laughs> no, have you say, heard of me? I'm one of Mr. Beast's boys. <laughs> so I'm a bad. beast boy. Ah! I'm a, <laughs> like you're a beastie boy? No, no. Uh, <laughs> almost as cool. <laughs> I'm a beast boy. <laughs> It's it's, it's kind of crazy to think about, honestly. Is that their like full time job? Is like featuring in the videos? Yeah. Do they, they help edit and stuff? Or yeah. So I, I guess I can lay this out a bit better. So there's I haven't seen a video that lays down his operations to that like granularity, but I can't tell you they don't edit. Mr. Beast hires people who edit videos, like and a lot of YouTubers do this, but they don't do this to the scale. He has like a huge team of editors. Mm-hmm. whose jobs is just to edit and put the videos together yeah then i he, think most people do that yeah but i don't think to the scale of mr beast but sure. yeah but he also has you know i don't know how many people have an operation his scale where he has multiple channels like pushing out multiple high quality production videos yeah like every week he has and then he has a film crew whose like job is to film and that film crew, I think, is led by one of the boys. He's not really one of the boys, but he sometimes appears on videos. His name is Tariq. Um, and then there's the boys. The boys are associated with they're the faces of the Mr. Beast brand. They're people who consistently appear in videos. And sometimes, like, there are, like, when Mr. Beast reacts, Mr. Beast doesn't usually come on those videos in sh- YouTube shorts. Like, as one of the boys. Oh, my gosh. I watched one of those videos. One of his worst channels, I think. Oh, yeah. we, wa- we I think we watched one. So Insufferable. So, the boys are just, like, based... They're, like, little mini Mr. Beasts. And their jobs is just to 
create more content, fill content. It sounds like he's just surrounded by little Mr. Beast. Yeah, I mean, there's only He has one... a girlfriend, right? No, they broke up recently. Oh shit, why? Um, he didn't say. I I I guess they said like he's just like really busy and traveling, you know, like the BS. Mm-hmm. More sprinkles. Well, interesting. I feel like it's it must be I don't know lonely to be surrounded by only people like you. That sounds awful. Well, perhaps that's why Mr. Beast idolizes and wants to be associated with these other people because he feels like he relates to them. Yeah, fair. Like maybe they understand what he's going through. Yeah, he's like, I'm running this huge media company. Uh, I no one in this company can really relate to me because I own all of them. Well, and he did also blow up so fast. Like, I think he had, like, a lot of, from, like, I don't know, 12 to, what, like, 19? He had a YouTube channel that was, like, not popular. Like, and he kind of reinvented it a few times to try and, you know, get it right. And it was just, like, it wasn't popular. Yeah. And he had, like, a gaming version and, like, I don't know, maybe a Reacts version. I don't remember all of the different kind of iterations of his channel, but... Once he kind of started doing these like bigger production value, more expensive, honestly, just videos. Like Super once he expensive. started investing in just like a lot of money per video, then like his channel kind of blew up. And I think it happened so, I guess to some extent it happened gradually because it took what, seven, eight years for him to have like a viral video. But I think it happened, once it did happen, it happened like he found what worked and it happened. Like, it just boomed. It was yeah. over and over and over again. His the videos were exponential. all viral. And yeah. now he doesn't make a video that's not viral. He doesn't make anything that's not viral. Like You could literally just, like, sit in the camera, stare at it, and it'll become viral. Yeah. Well, I think, well, one of his most popular videos when he was getting, when he was, like, uh, getting popular, was he, like, literally counted to a million? Yeah, I, it's I know. It's just him counting to a million on a video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a really long time. I think, um, and that is like that's like I think one of his first viral videos that might be his first viral video is just like him counting to a million. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, growth is exponential. Like, right now, I think every day he probably gains uh, thousands, maybe even millions of subscribers. Well, and I think a large part of that is in each video he says, like, you know, he gives away money to subscribe, like new subscribers sometimes. Yeah, like. I don't fully understand this part of his, like the logistics behind this part of his brand, but like sometimes he'll give like 10K to some new subscriber or like the first 100 new subscribers or something. And then also if you're a subscriber in his video, he might reach out to you and like cherry pick you, not even cherry pick, randomly pick you to come into a video or like to win an island or whatever. Yeah, no, that's just, I mean, it makes you feel like you're a part of it. Like, like that's where he gets his like I, extras, I, I guess. I actually, I was a part of that, too, because he did a live stream where he was like, if you pay for a shirt, your name will appear on this live stream, and I'll, like, show me signing your shirt. And I paid for the shirt, and I saw, I, like, saw my name pop up, and I saw him sign my shirt, and I got the shirt. And I, this is during pandemic. And that's where I initially discovered him. Mm. That and I really like that because I was like, wow, like I'm a part of this community. Right. That's the thing is that I think that's what like kind of sets him apart now that he's so big is he's so inclusive as well. And like people watch him, and they see these videos of like total strangers from from like all these different places participating in these videos, and then they get excited thinking, oh, I might be them one day. And they get excited about that, and they it kind of keeps them on. Yeah. It's like this hope of like, oh, these people I'm watching might be me one day. Yeah, like when I watch a YouTube video and I click like full screen, it's just me and the YouTuber. Like I feel like I, I don't feel like I'm one of the 110 million people watching a Mr. Beast video. I feel like when I, it's just Mr. Beast and me, and like that's 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 like I guess part of the allure for me because like because you're exactly the same as those people in his videos yeah you have the same relationship to him and they're right next to him yeah yeah totally and um i guess the last uh, i don't know the another another thing i want to add is that mr beast really emphasizes uh the algorithm the youtube algorithm like he spends a lot of time and money to figure out exactly what to do 
to make a YouTube video go viral based on the algorithm. Yeah. And like it's very minute. Like he knows exactly like how big font to make, what color the letters to make in a font. Yeah. Like what are the sort of things that YouTube algorithm will like? And he has teams whose jobs are just to like scour YouTube. To, to understand how the algorithm changes over time. No, totally. And I yeah. think this is honestly what led him to be successful is this yes. kind of painstaking attention to detail that most people wouldn't pay attention to or wouldn't have the patience for. I think he's, like I said, like was on YouTube for so long before he got successful and he was just studying people over and over and over again, like this whole time, seeing what worked, seeing what didn't, trying new things. And now that he's at this level, he's perfected it to such a level that now the changes are very minute and very small. And it's he's probably like very hyper fixated on the minutia, which is what it sounds like you're describing. And like it totally makes that sounds like exactly his mentality. It's just like playing, like you said, playing the algorithm, playing what people want to see, like getting the clicks and then. How do I talk? How do I act? How do I pose so that they stay here for X amount of time or the whole video or whatever? I also like he doesn't have many ads. Uh, yeah, it's usually he'll have the ad in the video. Yeah. And he usually does. I honestly like what I hate. I don't know what I hate. I don't like it when YouTubers like they'll like cut like they'll be in the middle of the video and then it cuts to them sitting there and be like, hey, this is an ad. Mm -hmm. And this is how long the ad is. No, Mr. Beast, when he does an ad, it's like really fit into the video. Like it doesn't feel like it's disrupting the flow of the video. Like he'll be like, oh, we're building this big thing. And while this thing is building, let me tell you about so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it just, it's quick. It's quick. Yeah. Well, and, so what are your, I guess, final remarks on mr beast i feel like we covered a lot of ground here but yeah capitalism all of it <laughs> <laughs> um i i like mr beast i will continue watching mr beast now you like his channel or him as a person because I, like, I do think there's a yeah i like i like both i would say i like his channel and him as a person i think he doesn't try to uh he's when you know, when him as a person like he'll just tell you i'm a businessman like very straightforward about it and he he and i respect that about him you know like do i agree with him do i necessarily want to aspire to become mr beast no but do i like like to learn more about him and understand him and his relation to this larger world that we are living in and the themes and the processes the social movements and that are happening i like that yeah. and um and uh I enjoy those, his content and I enjoy learning more about him. I think I also, I appreciate his channel and that it's a good role model and whatever, or at least, I don't even know if it's good, but at least it's not negative. I think at this point um, in history, I think that's what I'm shooting for. It's just <laughs> don't make everything worse. But I think him as a person He's a bit of a mystery to me. I think the same way he calculates his channel, he also kind of calculates his public persona. I haven't seen a lot. I think a lot of like big YouTubers, especially like the ones that are really big and especially the ones that are really big by themselves, um, like Logan Paul or I don't know, someone else who's really big, like they, they inevitably get like pretty political at some point and it's usually pretty far right and pretty conservative views. And I think... I haven't seen anything about Mr. V Mr. Beast that's political, period. I think at one point he had maybe a close friend or something who was trans and he spoke in support of them. And that has been like the most political thing I've ever heard from him. Um, so I in that aspect, I guess I just don't really know who he is. Like, I think it's really difficult to separate Mr. Beast from Jimmy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how I feel about Jimmy. But I don't have any, I don't have a lot of negative words about Mr. Beast, I guess. That's a really good opinion. I, I would, I would, I would, I'll take your opinion and replace it with mine. No, that's a, that's <laughs> you a mean really... you'll take mine and you'll take yours and replace it with mine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be like, <laughs> what she yours. said, what she said. She'll go first next time. That was a really well-balanced opinion. Um, I know, I still stand by what I said. But it could be really cool. I just don't know. No, no, no. I a hundred percent. We know who Mr. Beast is. We don't know who Jimmy is. I also I do support a grind. 
I don't think you need to sleep on the floor. Stop sleeping on the floor. Uh, but like, or, you know, in your tiny room, at least get a bigger room. It's your studio. Just like dedicate more space to your living situation. I don't know. That's very odd to me. But, you know, other than that, do you. I support a grind. I wish I had like a side hustle. You know what I mean? Like, I think it would be, I don't know. I support anybody who's passionate or like really into what they're doing. I think it's sick. I mean, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody, I think it's sick. You do you. Work as hard as you want. I don't care. You obviously enjoy it. You've been doing it since you were 12. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. This was really cool. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was super fun. Um, have you seen my keyboard? Do you have any thoughts? The one I just bought? Oh, yes. Uh, yes. This, it's, it's really sick. I was touching it and the other day, and I was kind of jealous you got it for so cheap, and I bought mine for so much. Yeah, how I much feel like it was just as good. Uh, it was like $180, $200. Okay, so almost three times as much. Um, yeah, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of annoyed that it's such good quality for much less price. But Thank you, thank you. Still but, not sponsored, just really like my keyboard. But um, it is a sick keyboard. Definitely worth. Thank you, thank you. And thanks for coming on. This was super fun. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you all for listening. And a big thanks to Yasha for coming on again. This was a super chaotic episode, but those tend to be my favorites. I'll see you in two weeks. <laughs> Bye.